If you've been posting on social media inconsistently, then today's episode is for you because I know this will help you get back to great content regularly for your audience. Welcome to the From Better Half to Boss podcast. I'm Tavia Redburn, and on this show, I share how I retired my husband from his nine to five with my birth photography business, all while homeschooling my three kids. If you have a passion, there is a reason. It's because you were made to follow that passion. It's your time to go from better half to boss. Hey y'all, I'm Tavia Redburn and I am the founder of The Beauty and Birth where I train photographers to go full-time following their passion in photography. So today in this episode, I am answering your commonly asked questions about what to post on social media as a photographer. So let's get into it. Five quick tips to boost your social media presence as a photographer. The first thing is if you're like, I do not know what to post, I get overwhelmed and then I don't do anything. I feel like that is 100% me or was me for so long because you have good intentions, you know the benefits of posting consistently, right? But like, what do you post and that overwhelm? So let's first talk about what to post, especially if you don't have any recent sessions to share. So what I did on our photography account for years was in my mind, I just broke down everything I wanted to share into five categories. And for us, that was birth images, that was newborn images, that was some kind of call to action, whether that's a direct um, request to book us or to download a freebie or like something like that to build my list or get people to inquire. So that was the third category. The fourth category was personal. So I would just share about our life, about my life. And then number five was community, where I would share something going on in our birth community, whether that was midwives or doulas or local events, or even just resharing their posts. Okay. So those were the five categories that I would use. So then when I sat down to post social media for the week, I had those five things in my head and I would just post one thing for each. And so I found that when I gave myself those categories, it made it so much easier to sit down and post something for social media. And here's what I want to say about being overwhelmed. Overwhelm is a choice. When you're doing something new or challenging, sometimes it's easier to just say, I'm overwhelmed and stop trying rather than push through the challenge. But pushing through is where the growth happens. So what if instead of seeing you're overwhelmed, you said, this is new and different and that's how I grow and succeed. So instead of choosing overwhelm, choose to recognize that this is challenging and new, but also understanding that that's how you grow and that's how you succeed. Okay, so if you understand the power of going live or being on video, you probably have heard lots of people talking about the power of going live and video, myself included. Um, but one thing that I heard from one of my students was I don't get ready very often. So I don't love showing my face on stories. So this episode, as I'm recording it right now, I have a little bit of eye makeup on my hair is old and greasy. I'm just being honest. And I go live and I also record stories like this all the time. Here's what I have to say about Instagram stories specifically. Filters are your friend. Throw on a filter that makes it look like you have foundation on. Throw on a filter that makes it look like you have eyelashes. Like literally there's no shame in that. It's actually kind of fun. And so if that will help you 
go on stories, definitely, definitely use some of those filters. I use them all the time and people do not expect perfection from you. In fact, we're always our biggest critics. And so looking at yourself, you're going to be more critical than other people will be of you. So there's no need to get on and say, Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I'm such a mess or anything like people don't care. People just want to connect with you as a person, especially as a baby photographer. Like they just want to connect with you. Okay. So if you are confused about what people want to see, let's chat about that. You know what people want to see by tracking what they're liking, what they're commenting on, what they're sharing and what they're saving. So sometimes it's like, okay, well, I've got my categories, but how do I know like what to share or what to post? When you look at what people are commenting on and saving and sharing, just do more things like that. Start to pinpoint, was it the photo? Was it the caption? What was it about this that made it enticing enough for people to share it and comment on it and all of that? Tracking is so important. And remember, when you're testing, test only one thing at a time. So if you're like, okay, I think that birth photos are getting more attention than newborn photos. I want to test up my captions. I want to test up my hook at the beginning. I want to test up my call to action. Keep it consistent with the birth photo and just test the caption. Hopefully that makes sense. Somebody else asked, can I schedule my posts to post automatically? Because when I have time to post, it's a bad time. Absolutely. We use Planoly. There's so many scheduling apps. I highly recommend you post on social media when your audience is online. Um, I'm the same as you. Like a lot of times when we're scheduling our content, it will be like first thing in the morning when nobody is even awake, much less ready to engage. And just batching your content makes things so, so, so much easier. Um, another common thing that comes up when it comes to social media is struggling to be authentic because you're worrying about offending someone if you're yourself. So I saw this question come in and I can totally relate because I still struggle with this. I still struggle to be like, how authentic is too authentic? You know, how real do I want to be that kind of a thing? Like, and I don't want to offend people, of course, but ultimately our goal as a personal brand is to attract and repel, attract and repel. And you can't attract without repelling. So if your posts on social media are vanilla because you don't want to offend people, that is why you're not attracting your ideal client and why people are not engaging with your posts. I always tell the story about the time that I posted a photo of a baby still attached to the placenta. This was like 2014. I had never seen an image like this before. The idea just popped into my head and I was like, let's do it. I thought it was super cool. So I shared it on Facebook and I got a ton of people who unfollowed my page, who told me in the comments, they didn't like it. Why would I be sharing something so graphic, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, there were people who loved the photo and who shared it to their feed. I actually had a midwife reach out to me and ask for a canvas of that photo. So by being polarizing and by intentionally repelling people, I was also attracting my ideal people. The truth is you're never going to be able to make anyone happy and people are always going to be offended by something. So you're either being vanilla and blah and no one's paying attention or you're being a little bit polarizing and you can be kind. You don't have to be rude and polarizing, but you can be a little bit polarizing with who you are and being authentic and people will get offended. And that's just the way it goes. That's how, you know, you're reaching more people when people start to get offended. Right? So hopefully that offers something. The last thing I want to talk about is how do I get people to engage with my posts? Right? 
Of course, ask a question. And I know that you probably know that and you probably are asking questions, but are you asking questions that are simple? And if you're asking questions that are simple, are you also making it about them? So I actually posted on my personal Facebook page, a question that I kept simple on purpose just to kind of test and see how many people would respond to it. And it was, what do you think SMH, the acronym SMH means? And it was a simple question and one that people in their head could quickly respond to. And I got over a hundred comments within an hour, like less than an hour. And it was a really interesting um, experiment for me that that has nothing to do with photography. That has nothing to do with my brand. It was on my personal page and I actually was genuinely curious, but I thought it was interesting that I so quickly got so many comments from so many different people. So when you want someone to engage with your post, ask yourself, am I asking the kinds of questions that people can easily respond to? Or am I saying things that require a lengthy answer that people aren't willing to put that time in? And are you making it about them? Are you giving them an opportunity to share their opinions? Because that's when people are most likely to engage and respond. Um, FYI, I totally think (laughs) SMH means smack my head, not shake my head. And it was a very popular um, debate on my Facebook page. So you can DM me on Instagram and let me know if you think SMH is smack my head or shake my head. Um, Also use yes or no questions and give people a chance to get used to responding when you ask them a question in a caption, and then you can get a little bit more elaborate with what you're asking. And every single time someone leaves a comment, reply to that comment. The last point about engaging on other people's posts is, are you engaging on other people's posts? Or are you just expecting them to engage with you? Because that is also a huge piece of this. So that was our super quick episode, five quick tips to boost your social media presence as a photographer. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and I will see you next week. 